Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. man brian where do i begin where do i begin of course guys uh, today is tuesday so you know what that means we're going to review the shit show aka that is monday night raw brian well, how long have, have, the tables how, have turned the tables yes the tables have definitely turned absolutely right? you know lately it's been a lot of positivity over AEW side of things and now with uh yeah. With WWE, it's the complete opposite. Also, it's been the complete opposite leading up into WrestleMania. So it's crazy how, like you mentioned, yep. the tables and turn and everything. But man, Brian, like how how long have we been doing these podcasts now? I want to say it's been a good like five the, five months, yeah, five and a half months, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's it, it's just because here's the thing, man. We we've said a lot of things about this show and this company. And I feel very bad for a lot of our viewers because there's times where I just feel like I'm repeating myself. And this show, as, right. as we're going to get into in just a second, was no freaking different because this show was lazy. There was no effort. There was no care put into it. And outside of maybe Cody Rhodes and Brock, whatever that feud is, and Trish Stratus and Becky, if you want to throw that in there, this show was nothing but filler. There was nothing memorable. And everybody else out in this roster and in this company is getting just the short end of the fucking stick. And it's yeah. a shame. It, it really is a shame just how it's just how ass backwards just everything has just has just come across over the last month and a half, pretty much. Yeah. And it's just a shame. I mean, guys, like I, I I'll be honest with you, like there was times where I just zoned out. There was times where I just completely just wanted to turn the television off because I was embarrassed last night. I was embarrassed to watch this show. And, and, and it was just, it, it was, it, it was, it's just, I have no words <laughs> at this point, Brian, because I think we've said everything that we've had to say over the past month and a half, just of how yeah. nothing makes sense. Nothing is intriguing. And and nothing is getting accomplished, and we just rinse and repeat, and we just liquidate that freaking cycle and that freaking and, and that entire format. So we're gonna dive straight into this show, guys. We got a lot more to talk about because there's a lot of shit that we are just <laughs> going to literally dissect. And when I mean dissect, I mean dissect into the show. But before we do get into that, um, there was some news that broke out about a certain wrestler. Um, if you guys know who this is, we have spoken very highly about this, this person, um, a former WWE superstar now wrestling in new Japan pro wrestling. You guys know her as Sasha Banks, um, AKA Mercedes Monet. Um, she developed a, it seemed to me, it uh, looks like an ankle injury um, as she wrestled uh, last night, or I believe two nights ago, at an event called it was new japan pro wrestling it was for uh reassurance reassurance or something along those lines i hope i'm pronouncing that right um and it was mercedes monet as well as willow nightingale if you guys are fans of aew rest or uh, pro wrestling you guys know that name willow nightingale uh she was a part of new japan pro wrestling that night involved like a mini tournament 
to compete for this brand new women's strong championship as Mercedes Monet and Willow Nightingale, they won their, their respective uh, semifinals matches. And then they ended up competing in the finals of that mini tournament. Um, and I got to say, Brian, I mean, I, I mean, we mentioned as well about Mercedes. I, I mean, this woman could have, could wrestle with a freaking broomstick and, and it yeah. would be legit freaking gold. Uh, I mean, we know the talent that is in this woman and, and, it, and she has really just, just been another element of her own ever since she has been in new Japan pro wrestling. Like she is, she is becoming everything that she should have been in WWE. And it's so far. And it's, it's so, it's been so good to see. And it's so good to just see her just, you know, catapults into, you know, what we always knew that was in her. But yeah. unfortunately she developed a, a, a really, it seems like it's a pretty serious major injury in regards to her ankle. So there was a spot in the match where, it looked like they were going for a code red spot up on the top turnbuckle. And I don't know if Willow Nightingale maybe accidentally just pushed her as she was on the top ropes or on the top turnbuckle, or she just completely just missed the ropes and fell completely outside of the ring. But as she fell, she took a very nasty landing and it looked like she did some pretty, you know, pretty hard damage to that ankle um, as an audible was called. As I'm sure, Brian, you have to think that Mercedes, this was her title and this was her match to win. Uh, I highly doubt anybody going into this actually thought that Willow Nightingale was going to beat Mercedes Monet that night. But it seems to me like this was the only option for Willow Nightingale if she were to win that match is that something like this would have happened. And it happened. Um, She immediately injures that ankle and you can tell an audible was called. Willow tosses her back into the ring. I think she hit her with like two power bombs. And just a very awkward finish. And yeah, Willow Nightingale wins that Women's Strong Championship. Um, and Mercedes, I mean, we don't know what the full details of this injury is. We obviously, we know it's an ankle injury. We're, he- we're hearing other reports that it is a broken ankle. Um, and if that is the case, that is extremely devastating. Because like, like I just mentioned, Brian, I mean, ever since this woman has, has came back to pro wrestling in New Japan, she has just been killing it. And she's really just been the talk of the wrestling world um, just for how good she is and the talk and the buzz that she just creates. And for this to happen, man, to have this little to have this little bump in the road, it's it sucks. You know, I mean, if you guys know that this is a pro Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet platform, we speak very highly about this woman because not just the fact that we like her, but she is legit, extremely fucking talented. And Mm. we, we see that and we praise people like that. And when, when you are that talented and you have the gift to gab and you check off every single box, you are going to get the praise that you deserve. And Mercedes Monet yep. has all of that and some. But before I get more into this, uh, Brian, your thoughts about this injury to Mercedes Monet and uh, and everything as a whole in regards to this situation. Considering the momentum she's you know built in the last few months, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's about all I can say about it is, is just really horrible timing. I mean, it's and it's one of those things where, you know, we've seen it with with many of us. Hell, Cody Rhodes right now, like you have this momentum, right? And, and you're you're building this thing and then an injury happens and you're gone three months, six months, whatever it is. And it's you don't you don't just step right back into it. You know, it's yeah. And so, yeah, man, that really, really sucks. Um, Cause she is an awesome talent. Um, 
I've said many times on the show, you know, you, you talk about the four horsewomen. Um, I think she was the best one. Um, mm-hmm. So her and Bailey, you know, kind of neck and neck there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and you know, to, I fully expected and, you know, it's still a few months down the road. So it's still, I guess, a possibility depending on the injury, but um, the AEW show in London, like I would not be shocked if she would be, it would be part of that card um, considering the ties with AEW and a huge Wembley show. And, it's you know, possi- it's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see, man. I mean, I hope it's, um, you know, I hope it's not as bad as it could be. And, you know, she's not going to miss that much time, but she's obviously going to miss some time. Um, yeah. I just hope she, she comes back, you know, well and healthy and uh, picks up the ball. Right, right. And, you know, I know she's going to, you know, absolutely try to, and she, she can pull it off and do something, something great and different. You know, it's just, it's it's not going to look this, as the same as it is now. Um, there's going to be have, have to be some, you know, little sort of change, just like you see any uh, character over the years, where it, whether it's HBK or The Rock or Stone Cold or, you know, they take this, you know, six months off and, you know, they're still basically the same character, just with little tweaks, you know. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. she comes back and, and is ready to go and um, we can see more of a wrestle, man, because she's awesome yeah absolutely and and knowing her and her love for professional wrestling i'm sure she'll do everything that she can to get back as quick as she can yeah. um but definitely um you know she made a tweet saying you know she'll come back as you know better than ever this and that i believe she posted that on twitter and, and i believe her you know i'm sure yeah, she's yeah, definitely gonna make her sure. way to come back and who knows brian you're absolutely right i mean you know uh, um and i know like there's been talks about a whole aew type of you know appearance for for mercedes even though there hasn't been any reports confirming that but yeah. it's still up in the air where that legit could happen with forbidden door and the just the time yeah. it's it's bound to happen mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and before we get into raw there is one last thing i do want to mention in, in regards to this you know it's it's starting to become a very ugly trend, especially with women's wrestling in regards to yeah. injuries. Um, if you guys haven't noticed, you know, even Liv Morgan, she just developed a torn rotator cuff. At least that's that's what the reports that we're hearing in regards to her shoulder injury that she suffered in a ti- in a tag title match, um, I believe, uh, two weeks ago on SmackDown, um, as well as Dakota Kai that was injured. Uh, we're hearing reports about a torn ACL. Uh, which yeah. is just even more devastating. Um, and, and as now you have Mercedes Monet as well as other wrestlers from the past years. You know, Brian, we talked about it off the air about Chris Statlander and, and many others. And it's just a really unfortunate situation. And here's here's the thing I want to mention about that. You know, we talk a lot about women's wrestling and how just as of late, they've just gotten the short end of the stick, you know? And, and I think, you know, a lot of these women's wrestlers are just, they're saying to them to themselves or saying to each other, like, like, you know what, let's just go out there and let's just tear the fucking roof off the place, you know, because they got really nothing to lose because the machine is really hardly even behind them, you know, 
and it's and it's just unfortunate you know for people like yeah. dakota kai people like io shirai people like bailey you know and, and many others you know that i can probably that i can name you know from wwe AEW, and, and many other promotions um yeah it's just it's just a real shame because you know it's just they're they're trying to carry women's wrestling on their own shoulders and they feel like they have to do three, ten, even triple, a hundred times the work in order to to feel a connection with the crowd. And I know we also talked about this too, Brian, about like, oh, doing all these these maneuvers, you know, are, are they're just unnecessary. And they're and they're right to an extent. But if you think about it, guys, a lot of these injuries, they're just freak accidents, man. I mean, it, yeah. this is professional wrestling and it happens. You know, it, this is not like, you know, and again, botches happen. We know that. You know, I, there's, I mean, there's going to be fans out there that are just going to bot, like they're going to just rip a superstar after just a single botch when clearly they don't know their track record in regards to botches and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just, you know, again, and fans just that, need to you just know, do their freaking homework see them once in a while. Monday and Friday, um, but they're doing this every day of the week, like at house shows. You exa- know I mean? Exactly. They're, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that's just something that just came to mind to me, Brian, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, and about, you know, do, do the women and there, there's also this question about, you know, do the women need to tone down the wrestling or do they need to continue to up the antique? And I say they continue to freaking up the levels, you know, continue to do this type of stuff. Um, you know, it's just, and again, it's just, it's, it's just an unfortunate situation. And again, I know the, the, the conversation is like, oh, well, James, they don't have to do these maneuvers. It's not necessary. And I understand you're right about that. But it but these women, people like Mercedes, people like Dakota Kai, they're more than capable of doing these maneuvers because sure. they've done it in the past. <laughs> Seth Rollins, I remember the torn AC. I remember the ACL injury that he had years ago it was a house show. He did like a sunset flip in a house show and he tore his ACL. It was a maneuver that he said he did a thousand freaking times. And just the one time it was just a freak accident. And you know, it, it is what it is. It sucks. We, 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 you know, we felt for Seth Rollins and we feel for Mercedes Monet as well as others. So, you know, that, that's just where I'm at, especially when regards to yeah. women's wrestling, you know, I think that these women maybe who knows, maybe putting too much pressure on themselves to really try to develop good shit and good performances and yeah. really trying to put women's wrestling on their own shoulders or maybe something along those lines. Brian, I don't know how you feel, but your thoughts about that before we get into Raw. Oh, yeah, completely agree, man. Um, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, any women's match on, on AEW, WWE, or whatever it may be. I mean, um, with the exception of a few, I mean, they got like, you know, three to five minutes. Um, you know, somewhere in there to to do a whole match or a whole segment or or, or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I mean, this you know, wrestling is uh, has always been and will always be sort of like a a cutthroat business. You know, I mean, there's there's snakes and sharks and um, uh, you know, just just all kind. It's a I don't even have the words for it, but yeah, you, you really have to, if you're going to make it in this business, you're going to have to stand out some sort of way, somehow, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have to connect somehow. Um, and you know, I, I kind of want to save it to, to get to the, um, a segment here, you know, in the later in the show, um, 
because it, it ties into that where like uh you know as, as far as like toning down like the wrestling or whatever like i i feel with the women like the wrestling is where the focus you know it, it should be just as, as you would do with the men like a wrestling based story or not storyline but a storyline with the wrestling involved you know and becky had made a comment that we'll get into later in her promo um that is a you know harkens back to a time where you know um wrestling shouldn't go back to that um it should be about. I mean, you think about the wrestlers I, I we have now: Mercedes too, Monet, yeah. Rhea Ripley, Becky. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Um, Jamie Hader. You know, a lot of people um, yeah. that can really, really do this to a high level, a high degree, and are really, really good at it. And I think the you know the both companies just need to figure out a way to tell interesting stories with them, build interesting characters, give them time, give them the opportunity or, or more than one opportunity to miss or fail or, you know, whatever. So yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm at with it, man. Um, but you know, move sets and stuff like that. It just like it is, is with the guys. Um, a lot of shit is unnecessary. Uh, you know, but it, it's all, you know, it's all about keeping that, that, you know, fans attention, you know, and we have a, a ever decreasing attention span and it, it's got to be the next pop, the next wow, the next yeah. fight forever, the next that's, whatever. Right. Cause that's the problem. And now that's, <laughs> yeah. that's also probably a reason why that you're seeing a lot of the move sets that you're seeing now, because a lot of these wrestlers, because they're not given the time of day, you know, they're yep. not giving a time of day about their character development or their booking. And listen, the, the wrestlers themselves also have parts to blame because it seems to me a lot of, you know, for certain wrestlers, I'm not going to name any names, but it, they just seem like they're just okay with just collecting a paycheck and just doing all the moves that they, that they oh, worked sure. on in their mother's backyard, you know, yeah. but, but and, at the, and there's always going to be those people, you know, I mean, cause yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of hard as well when the machine is just not backing you. So I feel like that there's a lot of times where even the men, like you mentioned, they have to just go out there for the people that do have those short attention spans to have somewhat of a connection. And now you're seeing a lot more of it because again, if your name is not a Roman Reigns, a Charlotte Flair, a Becky Lynch, or, or even I'll go to AEW like an MJF, then you're gonna there no one's gonna give a shit you're they're not yeah. gonna really give that hundred percent effort as they do with those people that i just mentioned and it's a shame yeah. it, it really yeah. is a shame and they have to rely on going the extra mile and doing move sets that are completely unnecessary that yeah it could risk their careers and and their livelihoods now for mercedes monet just because you know that's the main topic in regards to this it was a freak thing, it was yeah. just a freak accident i mean she just went up for the spot it's not like she did the spot and got injured she just tried to set up the spot she slipped and fell i don't know if maybe willow had some she accidentally maybe shoved her a little bit off the ropes i don't know i have to go back and look at it but it was just a freak accident man um but we but but the thing is with wrestling too, you know, and again, if wrestlers are not careful because they try to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they try to move the envelope because rest, wrestling fans like, oh, I need to see, 
I need to see another 360 splash, or I need to see even better a 450. And then we just continue to push the envelope to where these wrestlers are going to just do shit to where they're just going to injure themselves. Um, you know, yep. and in regards to the women, it's the same as, as, as them in that regard. So, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's just where we're at in regards to this whole situation. But yeah, uh, much love to Mercedes Monet. Um, shout out to her. Um, I hope, you know, we hope that she heals up quickly and she comes back better than ever. Um, who Absolutely. knows what the uh, future holds for her in regards to when she does come back. Cause I'm sure hope she'll come back. She'll make a nice triumphant comeback and she'll be back yeah. you know, healthy and better than ever. You know, there's no denying that we're not worried about that in that aspect. So Mercedes shout out to you. Um, you know, you are one of a kind, seriously. Um, yeah, the amount of shit, the amount of shit that this woman gets on social media is fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, it is ridiculous. Um, and if I have to be maybe one of those, one of the few people to, to acknowledge her, no pun intended, then I'm going to do so. So Mercedes Monet, shout out to you. Um, you know, hope you, you know, prayers for a speedy recovery and we can't wait to see you back in that ring, you know, doing what you love. So, and we'll, of course, we'll continue to update you guys in regards to her condition as the time goes, um, throughout the week and by the day. So with that being said, Brian, let's jump into this shit show. It, it is that time to jump into this show. So let's not waste no time, guys. We're going to jump straight into it. Let's do it. Monday Night Raw. May 22nd, 2023, live in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Show starts off hour number one um, with Cody Rhodes. He is arriving to the arena and gets the shit kicked out of him by Brock Lesnar yet again. Um, Lesnar's tossing this dude like a rag doll. Brock Lesnar takes one of those like beer kegs or those weighted barrels and he smashes Cody's arm. I believe that was like a similar spot to what Brock did in the past. Like, like when he was like the next big thing, like early in the early two thousands or whatever, I think it was like to the undertaker when he was playing that, um, that, Amer uh, that badass, you know, motorcycle American character badass, or whatever, the yeah. American badass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Cody Rhodes is selling the fuck out of it. And that's the thing about Cody. He'll always oversell shit. And I, I, I like that though, man. I like when, when, when wrestlers go above and beyond to really make a segment work in regards to Cody, the dude's trying to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. So props to him. Here, here's what I'll say. Um, I'll, I'll start this off and Brian, I'll get to you. I would be behind this freaking this, this attack. If there was a fucking reason behind it. Like if Brock Lesnar again, he's just uh, just viciously attacking this motherfucker. What because of struggle, adversity that Cody Rhodes needs to face? What's next? His fuck is maybe right. Does, does Cody Rhodes needs to freaking run over? Does it does does Brock need to take one of those freaking tractor trailers and run over his fucking legs next? What what next <laughs> is it, guys? Does he need to does he need uh, to f five him off the Empire State Building because of struggle? And he needs to, and he needs to overcome adversity. Guys, like, get the fuck out of here, man. It's just like, it, it's just, again, there's no reasoning behind. There's no explanation. There's no reasoning behind. There's no substance behind this attack. It's just another dude just attacking another dude. And we're like, okay, this was cool. They made it. I like how they started off with it, but why is he attacking the motherfucker? <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. 
I, I just, yeah. I don't get it. And before I get to you, Brian, let me make this last point. Sure. Um, and I really want to emphasize this because I'm hearing, I'm hearing stuff that this was a Triple H show. Like Triple H had full control over the show last night. And I'll be honest with you, if that is the case, and I'm not confirming that, that that's true. And we know that Vince McMahon has his hand in the cookie jar at times. There's no question. I'm not denying that yeah. either. But guys, we have got, and I mean, we have got to start holding fucking big nose Paul Levesque accountable. Because guys, <laughs> I, I'm like, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. This is a Triple H and a Vince McMahon production, right? This is like gone are the days of the black and gold of NXT. This is a completely different fucking operation. If you guys think that you're going to get something close to that, you have the, another thing coming. <laughs> yeah. This is nowhere, like for the past month, you've been seeing it. It's just like enough, man. Like, you know, Triple H, he do, he's not on a little, he's not on the little, you know, WWE network where he can just produce a show for one hour, right? He's already stated that he can't, he can't write the third hour. It's, it's too much creative fucking juices for him. Um, it's just like enough, bro. I, I, I'm tired of giving this dude a fucking mulligan. Like at some sure. point, like we want to praise this dude for, oh, this was Triple H. Like, oh, like anything that's good that Triple H does. Oh, this was gr Triple H. Papa H, <laughs> right? He's like comforting fucking Cody Rhodes at the end of the show. Like he actually fucking needs it. Um, what he could have need was better fucking booking at WrestleMania, you, you piece of fucking shit. But whatever. Uh, I'm getting personal here. But anyway, moving. But my point is, is that. At some point, like we have got to call out the shit that needs to be called out with Triple H. I mean, for the past month, he has been in full control. He's the head of creative. He's the chief operating officer, is he not? So I don't right. understand. Yes, is Vince McMahon to blame too? No question. But Vince McMahon has just as more to do with this show than Vince McMahon, guys. I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's this is them together side by side, and they're running this operation together shoulder to shoulder at the helm and, and i'm I'm not going to play the game brian where we're just going to praise triple h for everything and everything that's just bad is just vince mcmahon i'm not going to play the game I, i'm just i'm sure. <laughs> the game right no pun intended but i'm just i'm not going to do it bro I, i'm not going to kiss this dude's ass oh well james his hands are tied he's his, he's uh, he's he's the son-in-law guys like you really want me to feel bad for a dude that's a fucking billionaire that's made so many fucking money in the world. Like you want me to have sympathy for this fucking guy that's made fucking billions because he doesn't have a fucking set to stand up to his own father-in-law guys. Stop. I, like, it, like you got another thing coming. If that's the case, like I, I'm done giving this dude a pass. I'm done giving this dude. I've been done giving this dude a freaking pass. It's time that we hold triple H accountable guys. Enough of the shit. Cut the fucking shit. And let's call this shit out when it needs to be called out. Not just Vince McMahon, but Triple H himself. So, Brian, I spoke a lot about in that segment. But, Brian, your, your thoughts in regards to the opening segment uh, with Brock and, uh, and Cody Rhodes. Oh, this feud, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's obvious they're, they're doing the hard times. It's been obvious, the hard times storyline with Cody. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, man. Like... You, like they're literally copying like a broken arm seriously like that's literally what happened to his father like uh, I mean, struggle okay. man a it's it, it's it's a shit story to tell you know going back to wrestlemania it, it just 
didn't it shouldn't have been told this way but whatever we're here you're doing the hard times thing but you're doing it the exact same way more or less that you did 30 fucking years ago with his father like you can't change anything about it like a broken arm that's that's what we're doing mm-hmm. all right man mm-hmm. um i don't know so yeah you know still still no explanation uh you will we'll see more of Cody and Brock later in the show. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, a, a good way to start off the show, you know, as far as like an, an action, a storytelling, whatever. Right. Yeah. But the story you're telling is fucking garbage. Um. So yeah, uh, that's that's all I got to say. <laughs> there is no story. That's the problem. <laughs> There's legit right. nothing. There's nothing behind the attack. There's I, got, nothing... I, I do have a thought I'm going to save to later in the show. I, I got a thought of where this is going. And it's almost, if it could be worse, I, I don't know of a worse way it could go. But I think this is this may be what's going to happen. But we'll see. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later on in this show. So moving on into this first hour, right after that attack happens, uh, Paul Heyman uh, is in the ring and he cuts a short promo. Um, guys, like, again, Paul Heyman is a fucking SmackDown fucking uh whatever he was superstar he got an freaking... invite this week james i, I mean i just there's pass. no he visitor pass. there's no visitors pass he just gets invited uh. <laughs> he just gets invited to raw like the lovely people from whether it's adam find my balls pierce or whatever the whoever the fuck it is just invites this dude so again what was the point of the draft this dude yeah. is supposed to be on smackdown i don't give a shit if he's trying to be there or he's, or if he's supposed to be there to tell the story, or whatever the fucking story is with the bloodline and, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, a story that just won't fucking end between these two parties. It's like, guys, like there's got to be common sense and fucking logic here. Paul Heyman is supposed to be on SmackDown. Why the fuck is he on Monday Night Raw? Make it make sense, bro. Like, tell me you don't give a shit. Without telling me you don't give a shit. For sure. You know, it's just ridiculous. So he states that, oh, he, I, I have nothing to do with the attack. Of, I had nothing to do with that, you know, after what was shown on the Titantron. Um, yeah, he says he was invited back to this week's Monday Night Raw. I just fucking. <laughs> Guys, it's that funny, isn't it? Yeah, that's that was legit my reaction as well. Just uh, it, it's yeah. it's laughable how they just they had no they had no freaking excuse. Oh, I was just invited back over. <laughs> There's no visitors pass. There's no wild card rule. I was just invited back over. Eh, come on over, Paul. Eh, come on over to SmackDown <laughs> or come over to Monday Night Raw. Oh my God. Yeah. So so he's there to just he cuts a promo to just hype up the tag match at Night of Champions. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, the same champion, Roman Reigns, that, you know, forget defending his own fucking titles. He's just going after tag titles. Uh, That whole shtick just is fucking ridiculous. Um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn hit the ring. Paul Heyman just, he he just gets out of the ring faster than freaking, than Usain Bolt. Uh, Just, it's freaking, (laughs) that dude is just nowhere to be found. Um, And then, you know, Sami Zayn says, you know, listen, 
this tag match is personal. You know, he talks about the him and Roman Reigns and all that fun stuff. He's like, listen, there's nothing else left to say because he said it already to Roman Reigns' face. Kevin Owens makes a dedication to their victory, and that is to the true pillars of the bloodline, Jimmy and Jey Uso. Yeah. So, um, so again, I guess that's going to, you know, something in the ties in regards to the within the bloodline and how the bloodline is going to officially split or whatever. Um, and then Imperium hits the ring. They surround the ring like a pack of hyenas when Scooter McGee, uh, a.k.a. Yeah. Matt Riddle, uh, comes down the ring without a scooter though he just runs to the ring uh, to even up to even the odds uh, Imperium walks back up the ramp they storm back into the ring and then all of a sudden everybody just comes to blows Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle stand tall and Imperium retreats to the back and this you know just tries to just build up for the six man tag later in the night does it sound familiar guys because uh, it should because this is the same fucking start to the show that you saw fucking last week with the Judgment Day. And now you're getting the same thing with freaking Imperium. It's freaking ridiculous, guys. Yep. It's the same shit every single week with no care, no effort, and, and just as lazy, as lazy as you can as you can get. It's ridiculous. And then Imperium, and, and I'm going to get more into the six-man tag in this main event because... My my God, it's just it's just ridiculous. But yeah, guys, it's the same it's the same opening to the show. I mean, yeah, you had the attack backstage, but then of course it's the same shtick with Paul Heyman in the ring, and then the the tag your tag champs, you know, Sane and, and KO, they hit the yeah. ring, and then the freaking Imperium or Judgment Day, one of the two, one of the two factions, they get themselves involved and are inserted into this situation, and that just leads into a six man tag. Yay! We're so excited about that third hour. Can't wait to freaking watch it. <laughs> Says nobody fucking ever. Brian, man. your thoughts, my man. Man, uh, just why are you bringing Paul Heyman out there to... Yeah, I mean, it was just... I mean, it was half promo, half half just hype man, hyping up the, the pay-per-view event. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know... Paul Heyman is a promoter, like, and yeah. he's fucking good at it. Absolutely, absolutely. But it just with his role in the company now and the bloodline, to bring him over to like just you know kind of hype up an event. I don't know. It was just weak. Um, you know, I did like the fact that you know he he was talking about the bloodline and and uh, the tag title match, and he said um, the Usos will be sitting proudly at home. You know, watching uh, Roman and Solo, you know, win win this match. Um, so again, you know, I like that just little line thrown in there. Obviously, you're you're building this story, this tension. Um, so I mean that that was that was good. And yeah, you know, Heyman out there is entertaining. It just it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make no. sense. He's trying to um, hype up whatever the fuck this. This freaking feud that won't just fucking end with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, yeah. and it's just yeah. like nobody's nobody's excited about it anymore, and it's a shame because we love Paul Heyman, but it's just the reality. There's nothing else about this story about whatever this story is left to tell with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and nobody's yeah. because they should have ended at fucking Mania, and both of these parties should have went their separate ways, but but here we are, man. It, it's just yeah. it's just ridiculous. So. Um, yeah, Brian, your final thoughts about this about this opening segment, if you have any. 
Yeah, and and going into um, you know, uh, I, I like the KO kind of um, dedicating the match to the the pillars. Uh, so I, I thought that you know that was that was uh, interesting on two fronts. Pillars, uh, you know, you just using that term and the the connection to AEW. Um, but then also within the bloodline, of course, just again, he's building to that story and, and adding the tension there too. And it, it kind of, it gives you pause where like, you know, I, I'm I, a couple days ago, I was damn near certain like solo and Roman are winning this. And I still kind of think so, but then if KO and Sammy do, and they dedicate it to the Usos, you know, the, you know, there's a story to be told there too within the bloodlines. So. They're making for their victory. Yeah, you know, yeah. You have Roman Reigns dedicating his victory to the wild Samoans. You know, his father and right. you know Sika and everybody else. And then you have uh, KO making his dedication to to the Usos themselves. So I guess yeah, I guess that's what they're gonna they're gonna latch onto. So I, I don't know, but yeah. And then just, the last part yeah. of it, man. Like so, WWE, you you built this like. So KO and Sammy have been tagging with with Riddle, but you build it or you promote it as like a mystery partner, and then it's just fucking Riddle again. Because didn't wasn't originally it was like a mystery partner, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was why, a mystery partner. Yeah. Like I mean, eat shit WWE. Goddamn. <laughs> like why? Just just yeah, have I them, legit have again. Them, like you've been having them tag. Uh-huh. Just announce them as the tag instead of what? Why would you make it? A I, I knew it was going to be Matt Riddle. I, oh, I, yeah, so I, 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 I knew it was going to be Riddle, but it just doesn't make <laughs> fucking sense. Just no, I know. Yeah, Riddle. yeah. It's 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 again, bro. It's just as soon as he came out, I also started bursting yeah. out laughing. I'm like, this is a fucking joke, man. Yeah, it's so, just he's out there with his painted fucking fingernails and his fucking long hair and his like. It's just oh my <laughs> fucking god, bro. Enough, man. Um, it's just ridiculous. So. But yeah, we'll get more into that in regards to the main event later on in the night. Yeah. Up next, uh, Bronson Reed defeats Ricochet in a six-minute match. He wins via the tsunami. And that's it. Welcome to Monday Night Raw, Ricochet, where you're going to get treated just as a schmuck on SmackDown as you did on Monday Night Raw. So <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Ricochet, where you legit don't feel any much more special before you got drafted to Raw and now that you're fucking on Monday Night Raw. And it's no fault to his own. I mean, Bronson Reed, I get, you know, Bronson Reed, he looks great. Okay, but what the fuck yep. is Bronson Reed involved in? Okay, I, I like the fact that, you know, it's just this, they're trying to play this whole David versus Goliath type of freaking match, and he wins via in, in, in six minutes. Guys, what, what is there to say? Like, this yeah. is legit. It's not even worth my fucking time. You just throw two people out there just to have a, a, a decent six-minute match. It's fucking filler, and it's a waste of my time, and there's nothing to fucking talk about. Brian, go ahead if you have anything, because I, I got Yeah, nothing. pretty much the same. I mean, the, the match, I mean, it, it had a you know few good moves, good spots. It had a few miscues. Um, it's obviously to build Bronson Reed, and, and I, so far, I like Bronson Reed. Um, but yeah, Ricochet, I mean, well... You know, Mustafa Ali's got the the title match coming up, so they needed somebody to pretty much like like a you know a halfway decent you know mid card star to job out this week somebody. So I guess it was Ricochet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so because Ricochet's the jobber. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. So yeah, I, it's I, I'm interested to see where Bronson Reed goes. I, I like his his yeah. overall yeah. presentation so far. Um, 
So yeah, uh, but uh, you know, this match in general, yeah, it was, yeah. It's just there's just nothing to talk about, man. There's like, like, yeah. like again, nothing got accomplished from the show. The match just ends, and we just go to backstage. It's like <laughs> it's just like oh, but it was a great match. It was a great six minute match. Okay, we see enough of that shit over on Wednesday nights and other fucking promotions. Give me substance. Give right. me a reason to give a fuck about these two. I, I yeah. guess the Ricochet Braun Strowman freaking tag team is just. Well, I think. Well, what, what's going on with Braun Strowman? Do we like? What, like, I, I don't understand. They were attached to the hip, and now they're not. What, what's going that on? That was Strowman? my first thought. Is what happened? <laughs> like, is this dude? Fu- I mean, if he's injured, then he's injured. But I mean, if he's not, yeah. then what the like? What the fuck are we doing? Uh, it's just I, I don't I don't understand it, bro. I, yeah. I just nothing makes sense. It's filler. The crowd hardly gave a shit, really. Yep. About this match, and that just tells you everything you need to know, guys. If you want to know, like how good or bad a segment is, just watch. Just watch the crowd. It'll tell you yeah. everything you need to freaking know just by watching the Absolutely. crowd and how fucking dead it is. Yep. Moving on. Apollo Crews is backstage, um, gets interrupted by Dominic and Rhea Ripley. Uh, Dominic's like, Apollo who? Which <laughs> um, interrupts his interview. Um, Rhea then cuts a short promo. Is like, listen, this is my, this is mommy's in, uh, interview time or mic time. And she cuts a promo on Natalia. Um, really getting intrigued by this freaking, this, this match with her and Natalia. Really riveting stuff. Like there's actually a fucking story being told here. Um, you know, all they did last week was just stare at each other's fucking face for like 10 seconds. Right. Um, Apollo interrupts, you know, you know, reminding Rhea that it's her interview time, you know, and just more words were exchanged or whatever the fuck, man. Um, <laughs> and this leads to a match between Dominic and Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz for later on in the night. So I- I'm going to yeah. get more into that in just a second. Cause that's another bunch of what the fuck in, in regards to that. So. <laughs> M- moving on, uh, Candice LeRae versus Zoe Starks. Guys, match time was two and a half minutes. Um, like, legit. Nikki Cross is at ringside. Uh, LeRae, so, <laughs> Brian, I-, I don't know if-, if you're this baffled as I am. So, LeRae, she hit, I believe it was like a suicide dive, correct? She hits a suicide dive to uh-huh. Zoe Starks. She throws Zoe back into the ring. Nikki Cross is at ringside in her corner. And all of a sudden, like Nikki starts jumping and celebrating in in Candace's arms, and, and Candace is just playing around with it, like jumping, like oh yeah, this is great, like we're about to get like some ice cream, and she, yeah, what the what the fuck are we doing? And Zoe Starks is like, what the hell's going on? And she just throws, she just tosses them like a bunch of pieces of garbage, and she she tosses Lorraine back into the ring. Hits the hits the C three hundred and sixty finisher, which is badass, by the way. It's a badass yeah, finisher, yeah. Yep. and that's it. Zoe Stark's like, what, what, why, why have this match, guys? You could have just had a fucking jobber match. I spoke heavily about this on SmackDown. There was no fucking reason, nor just any logic and common sense, to put fucking Candice LeRae out there and lose in under fucking three minutes. There was no yeah. fucking reason at all, at yeah. all. I just, I don't, it's funny. You know what they do? (laughs) And this is how ass backwards this company is, Brian. They played a video package of freaking Zoe Starks after she's already made her debut from previous weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, 
like, do you, do you get what I'm saying, Brian? How fucking sure. weird that is. It, it's just, yeah. it's so fucking ridiculous. Again, I don't know if this company is that fucking clueless or they just don't give a shit. I mean, it is that freaking, it is that freaking bad. Uh, Nikki Cross, you can make her a superhero, an almost superhero. Your, your mother's ass a superhero. You can make her a psychotic, whatever. She's she's going to be treated just the same. Um, yeah. Just fucking irrelevant. C- Candice LeRae, uh, we, we, I know we, we've had talks about the way faction. Maybe there's a future for her in that. I don't know. Um, and here's, I'm going to drop the ball here with Zoe Starks and listen, I, listen, Zoe Starks is a solid talent. Um, I'm not, I'm not on board with, with her character yet, Brian. I'm just not, um, not, not saying that she can't be such, but as of right now, I'm just not on board of what she's doing because this company is not giving me a reason to give a shit about her. Um, like she's this strong, tough female woman or whatever. Okay. So is Rhea Ripley. So is Bianca Belair. And so is many other, so is Raquel. She shows off her back muscles every time she comes out to the fucking (laughs) stage. Like if you've, if you've seen one of these characters, you've seen them all. So what's, what's special about this character? I I don't get it. There's potential in the woman. I I, I acknowledge that, but where are we going with her character and where's the long-term like plans for for her? Cause I, I don't understand. Um, there's no crowd react, by the way, Candace LeRae, I don't know if you know this, this too, Brian as well. This, this just, this is just gets even fucking worse. She came out there with major freaking major piped in crowd noise. I don't know if you noticed this, like as soon as her name was announced, like she it's like, you hear like this eruption from the crowd, like, and you see nobody fucking moving. I'm like, <laughs> it's ridiculous how fucking yeah. lazy this company is instead of going back to the drawing board and trying to work with these fucking people let's just yeah. be let's just add in crowd noise and act like everything is okay like they they have a place in the company and, and everything is fine with their character it, it's ridiculous yeah. and i feel for candace LeRae. i also feel i also feel for people like austin theory i truly do because this company just wants to continue, continue to put the same format with the same fucking people with the same fucking agenda and expecting a different fucking result. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. And I'm sick and fucking tired of it. Zoe Stark, she might have potential. I don't know, but what she's got going on right now. And if this continues, I, I don't see anything special about her moving forward. I really don't. So she has the potential, but if she's being booked like this with this character, Nah, bro. It, it ain't yeah. happening. Uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this this squash match for, for the most part. Right. Um, yeah, first thought is just, uh, you know, they, they've had at least for the last, if I'm correct here, like the last two weeks or like two out of the last three weeks, they've had little segments like teasing the way, right? Reforming or just kind of, they're, they're back there, you know, kind of socializing, talking, whatever. Um. And then, I don't know, Yeah, you, then you just have her come out and, like you said, lose a two-and-a-half-minute match. And you have the, and Nikki Cross comes out there. And this, to me, feels like a, a, a story they've kind of been doing for, like, three, four, five months. But they've never really told or, or invested in. It just kind of, yeah. yeah, they've never really told anything about it. It just kind of is, and it's weird. 
They like planted um, a few seeds here and there, and they just never like gave a shit. To yeah, and, like they never followed it. through with it. No, <laughs> it's just it's like um, they don't give a shit. Man. And so that's kind of what I feel like here too. Like you just kind of like show the way as like, oh, maybe they're getting back together, and then just never follow through with it, which happens yeah. all the time in wrestling. By the way, I mean, yeah, yeah, all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, I kind of feel the same way you do about Zoe Stark, um, but I'm, because I, I don't know, I do see something in her. Um, yeah. You there know, are... right now, it's not exactly clicking for me, but I'm definitely going to be watching her over the next, you know, couple months or so to see. I mean, they're giving uh, her TV she goes, time. There's, so there's something they're... there. Yeah. And, and like I said, they're giving her TV time. So clearly they, yeah. they want to try to make something work for her. So. Right. I mean, we'll see, but, but what they're doing right now, if this is what they're going to continue to do, no, yeah. it's just, it's yeah. not going to happen. They, they may think it's a good idea, this fucking company, but us fans like, no, we're, nobody's going to get on board with this. It's just, because at the end of the day, all we have to do is just pump in crowd noise for every super. Exactly. <laughs> Brian, there you go. Bingo. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go, guys. There's our number one right there. Freaking. You know, Paul Levesque and Vince McMahon backstage wiping their hands. Poof, there's our number one. Brock Lesnar just beats the shit out of Cody for no reason. Paul Heyman just says some words, sets up a freaking six-man freaking tag for the main event. Bronson beats Ricochet in hardly a five-minute match. Um, what Freaking what else? does? And then, yeah, Zoe Starks just beats Candice Stark, yeah. in a in a squash match. Are you not entertained, guys? Are you excited for Night of Champions? Brian, I cannot hold in my excitement for this freaking pay-per-view this Saturday. Because remind you guys, this is a go-home show. Freaking Night of Champions yeah. is this Saturday. Yeah. You know? And they are just in the man, in, in in their heads, they are doing a just a phenomenal job getting their fucking audience that much <laughs> more excited going into the show than they were, you know, before it even happened. Just you gotta yeah. love it, man. <laughs> Fuck me. So there's our number one. Just dust it off, you know, easy peasy lemon squeezy, as freaking Oscar would say. Our number two, um, freaking Mustafa Ali cuts a freaking promo and then gets cut off by Brock Lesnar. He tells freaking Mustafa Ali to get a life, kid, <laughs> before he freaking hits the ring. Um, I freaking laughed out loud. I thought that shit was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah Mustafa was Ali's really going to get a freaking push. Yeah, he's really going to win that freaking title. Yeah, I, I really believe that Mustafa Ali is going to win that fucking Intercontinental Championship because clearly, the, the, like, the booking of Mustafa Ali clearly shows that they really give a shit about him for Brock Lesnar to say, get a life, kid. Yeah, that really shows something. Fucking <laughs> yeah. oh, guy's sakes. Brock Lesnar makes his way to the ring with his cowboy hat and all. Um, he calls out um, anybody in the locker room. He's like, oh, like, clear as day. Cody's not going to be fighting at Night of Champions. I made made his way with him or whatever. And he calls out, you know, for an open challenge for Night of Champions. Cody Rhodes comes out with his with an arm sling. Adam Pierce and, and one other official is trying to, like, trying him not to come to the ring or whatever. Um, it's going to take more than two fucking people. If you're going to try to back away Cody Rhodes from this situation. Um, but yeah, Cody Rhodes comes out and he enters the ring. And again, whoever books this shit, I, I just, I don't understand. And yeah, Brock Lesnar just, he puts the Kimura lock on him and, and just breaks this fucking guy's arm because of struggle because of adversity, because you know, 
because it's Cody Rhodes and forget giving him a fucking title and giving him that, that moment that could have given you a better product with him holding titles. No, he's got to fucking struggle. He's got to have a broken arm. He's got to have a torn pec. He's, he's got to freaking break his neck. He's got to break his freaking legs. He, he's got to freaking rupture his spleen. He, he's got to freaking crack his tailbone. He's got to freaking tear an ACL. Everything in his body just has to freaking rupture into a million pieces for this guy to face freaking to face adversity and freaking struggle. Just, you know, yeah. breaks his freaking arm in the Kimura lock um, and then stomps on it for good measure. And Brock stands tall and walks up the rampway. Guys, what the fuck are we doing? Like, like, like who the fuck is booking this shit to think that this makes Cody Rhodes look good? Like, it's like if you were if it's like a, it's like a shark that smells blood in the water. Like Brock, Brock Lesnar is the shark. You're, you have an injured fucking arm. You're going to walk into a freaking into an ocean with a with a sea of sharks that smell blood. Oh, yeah. Let me just jump into that fucking ocean. And like, what the fuck do you do? We think that was going to happen. It's yeah. just like, you know, and I, I under oh, but Cody Rhodes has heart. He has this and he has that. Guys, like, I, I just, th- again, but there's no fucking reason nor explanation of why this is even a thing. And Brian, yeah. I know you stated early on that maybe there's a, there could be a case for that and we'll get to that later on. But yeah, it's just, but even for backlash, you know, like if there was something, Brian, like they should have told it as soon as Brock Lesnar made the turn the, the night after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And but they haven't. They haven't done shit. And I love. <laughs> I think I don't know if it was last week or I think it was when Brock Lesnar came out. It's like, oh, maybe we'll get an explanation. <laughs> I don't know if you. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. Maybe this is where we finally get an explanation from Brock. Yep. No, no, you got none nope. of that. You got none nope. of that shit. I wonder if I. I don't know if that was just like, I, if it was a coincidence, like just to just to fuck with the crowd. Like, oh, maybe Brock Lesnar might. Uh, might actually tell an explanation of why he's attacking Cody. Yeah. No, no, he didn't get yep. nothing. No, because why would they do that? <laughs> oh my God, man. It's just, you know, and guys, and here's the thing too. Uh, and Brian, I'll send this off to you and I'll make this short and sweet here in this statement. Don't be shocked if Brock Lesnar squashes Cody Rhodes um, at Night yeah. of Champions because yep. Brock Lesnar hardly wrestles a hardly five to six minute matches as it is at Saudi. I mean, if you go back and look at history, I think he's hardly gone over what six six minutes in a match. Probably, I mean, this yeah. legit could be a squash match, a squash match against Cody Rhodes. Don't be shocked, guys. Do yep. not be shocked if that's the case. Uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this segment uh, with Brock and with Cody again? Again, I, I just think the the telling of the hard time story is just lazy to begin with, or, or, or the wrong route to go to begin with, and now. Just the, again, to do it exactly the same is just fucking ridiculous. Um, And, you know, I'm really, because, you know, I know, like, I'm trying to think of the right words, right? Like the, this, this persona, this idealism, this, this, uh, you know, American idealism where like it, it, it reminds me of like the eight, a lot of 80s movies right where you had like Rambo or Rocky or something like that where you know one guy it doesn't matter against all odds is just gonna you know whatever come out victorious or mm-hmm. you know Rocky is gonna get his ass beat within a you know the guy should be dead but no he's gonna win the match it's just 
it's so overplayed. Like, I, I've never really liked that. I get stacking the odds and the underdog and whatever, and that's there's a story to be told there. But, like, you so overdo it that it just becomes almost a parody of itself, and it's just right. ridiculous. Um, yeah. And, and this, like, look, Cody had a real-life legit injury and the torn pec. Mm-hmm. And he went out, went out and wrestled. Yeah. Why the fuck are we doing? A, he, now he has a broken. I'm like, God damn it! Really? Like that is it's just so lame. It's so lame, man. Like, um, so yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I mean, I fully expect Cody to at least lose this match. And could it be a, a pretty short squash match? Yep. Yeah. It's, yep. it's going to be a short squash, and they're going to have a rubber match. Like, oh well, James. Yeah. Well, that's the story. They're going to fight again, and they're good guys. That's having rematch after rematch is not a fucking story. It's it's just not yeah. it's having match after yeah. match after match is not a fucking story. It's just not, you yeah. may think it is, but it's, it's really not. If you know, professional wrestling, it's, it's not, it's, it's legit not, but yeah. I, and I love too, Brian, how people also want to state like how, Oh, like, like Cody feels so forced because he's getting this championship opportunity and, and listen, and it rightfully so now. Yeah, no, and that, that that's that's that, my point. That, that right. that's my point. Like, but I'm um, but talking about like going into WrestleMania and how and we talked yep. about and how we were against the fact with Cody Rhodes getting the 30th entrant and winning the Rumble, and yet, but still though, outside of that, everything in how Cody Rhodes was able to mesh into the story with the Bloodline and with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, it just felt right. But you know what fans yep. want to say? You know what fucking schmucks want to freaking say? Oh, it was forced. Oh, it's like he needs to struggle. It's not believable for you know for Cody to just miraculously come back. Well, what do you got to say about this shit? <laughs> How like this, like you said, Brian, this dude legit tore his fucking pec, and now and now we're playing the freaking broken arm, like storyline angle here. Yeah. Like what the fuck, bro? They're just yep. overdoing it to the point where it's just. It legit feels like it's being shoved down our throat, bro. Like legit, yeah. you know, yeah. it, like the torn peck thing, because it, it was real and it would, and we felt Cody for it because it was a real thing. And, and now you want to do this fake broken arm shit. And I hate using that term fake because I don't like using that because it's not fake to these pro wrestlers. You know, they're trying to make a reputation and, and you know, and, you know, a, an actual career of this, a, a legendary right, career right. that they're proud of. So, I just don't like, how can you take that leading up to mania that felt so forced and that was so bad compared that what you're getting now Mm -hmm. (laughs) that this is, I I don't, I I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I just don't fucking get it. But yeah, there is, I'm telling you guys, do not be shocked just to end this all. Cody Rhodes, he's going to get squashed at night of champions because Brock Lesnar hardly wrestles a five to six minute match at Saudi. If you don't believe me, the, just go back and look at his, his previous matches in Saudi Arabia. They're going to have a rubber match. Is that going to happen in London at money in the bank or maybe SummerSlam? I don't know. Um, yeah. But this is going to lead to a rubber match. Um, we knew that. And that's what I said. What, what did I say? Like a couple weeks ago, I was like, look, Brock's going to kick his ass. He's going to get injured or, you know, kayfabe storyline injured. Kayf- right. Yeah, and yeah. He's going to be, you know, written off TV for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So we, we, and like, and that's the thing, Brian, the fact that we called this shit out weeks in advance also <laughs> tells you everything you need to know about how predictable 
and how lazy and how just lackluster this fucking shit is. And again, bro, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just embarrassed, man. I'm really just embarrassed. And if you think that, if you think this shit is embarrassing, just wait until we get further <laughs> and further into this fucking show because we ain't done yet. Um, up next, Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Um, Shad Gable wins this match uh, via, guys, the awe-inspiring, the ultra-devastating... Roll-up finish. There it is, Brian. Yes, the roll-up finish. Big old Eric from the Viking Raiders gets rolled up by little old Chad Gable for the W. So Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders in the same ring. Guys, why? 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 And why? Um, You have two freaking teams that can't afford to freaking lose. You put them in for five fucking minutes. The one one half of the Viking Raiders that's supposed to be this this brutal, vicious tag team getting rolled up by little old Chad Gable. And we love Chad Gable. And I, I'm yeah, actually happy yeah. to see Chad Gable pick up a freaking W. But at the same time, what? Like the Viking Raiders getting rolled up, dude. I, I, like what the fuck? What in the actual fuck are we doing? <laughs> Linking the do you, I don't know, Brian. Do you remember War Machine? Do you remember the War Raiders? Yeah, and how yeah. freaking badass they were in NXT. It's just, it's insane, guys, of, of where of where this team has come since that time in NXT. It's seriously, it is fucking ridiculous. And, and here's, and I'm going to make a really bold statement. Like, this team reminds me, I know I wasn't a part of this era of wrestling, but just going back and doing research and going back and doing, you know, looking at wrestlers back in the day from the 80s and the 90s, the Viking Raiders, especially when they were War Machine and War Raiders, their vibe, and I'm not saying it's the it's the it's to the exact extent, but the same vibe I that you would get maybe from a Road Warriors or Demolition of how they, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're just as good as them. I'm not going to go as as that far, right? There's there's, right, there's only right. one there's only one Road, road Warriors and there's only one Demolition, right? But that but bro, they had the same type of energy, dude. How yeah. the how do you fuck that up? And you call, and you give them the Viking experience, the Viking adventure experience adventure. The you call them Raiders. You put the Raiders back into their name. You add Sarah Logan into the fray, and nothing's different. They've right. ever since they've gotten to the main roster, they have been a bunch of fucking clowns. And this this week has been no fucking different. Um, you know the crowd was hot for Otis too in this match, which I guess was yeah. cool to see. Um, you know, I just, uh, this whole alpha Academy stuff. I mean, I, I, we've saw the, we also have said this too, Brian, like how the alpha Academy is well liked and is well over with this crowd because they are fucking entertaining. They have proven that yeah. in previous segments, yeah. people would like Kurt angle and, and many others. Um, but to put these two teams in the same fucking match when they know they can't fucking lose and you do it anyway, really? Fucking God. Brian, your thoughts, man, if you have any. Yeah, um, just uh, there's uh, there, there's just no plan for either team. None. Um, Legit none. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, so, yeah, my when you started talking about that, my first thought was demolition. Like, just in my opinion, nobody can ever touch the road warriors. No, absolutely. But demolition, absolutely. no. I, yeah, that, that kind of vibe and that, yep, yep, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, I don't know what happened 
and, and maybe it was like this back in the day, because you're, you're talking about tag teams back in the day, right? And I remember growing up, you know, Demolition, the Heart Foundation, the Killer Bees. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sure there's there's many others that that I I just can't think of off the top of my head. So, but you know, it, it's been reported recently that, or not recently, for a long time now, how like Vince hates tag teams for whatever reason. But I feel like back in the day, like, well, they were kind of featured and they were like really good and really pushed and really awesome tag teams. Um, and I think, you know, I think you could have that in the Viking Raiders, um, Alpha Academy. Yes, they could be, but I would also, I would more say, I I think Gable maybe should be a single star, but they could be a legit tag team for sure. I, I just don't know why you're, you're not again, other than, other than the Usos, and again, two single superstars in KO and Sammy that you pair together. There's no care in the tag team division at all. None. Um, None, bro. Absolutely. You have uh, the OC, um, you know, Judgment Day, you know, there could be pairings in there as a legit tag team. And, and see, you know, when we talk about like factions and stuff, right? That's what I think I might have mentioned this before. Like, when you have a faction like that, that you're trying to build as dominant or whatever, like maybe the champion, the titles don't have to be on all of them, but like, you know, there should be a a guy, you know, the the so-called leader, right. Is either maybe challenging for an IC title or a world title or, or whatever. And you got another, you know, two guys that are, big players in the tag team division right and it just doesn't feel like that at all um so yeah i i I just there's a lot of talent there and a lot of um good stories that i feel could be written just within these two teams or within the tag division and they're just not gonna do it man (laughs) so i don't know yeah it's it's ridiculous man it's just that the tag division for a long time now has been booked yeah. and has been treated like fucking ass. It has been treated like fucking garbage. Um, it, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. It, it really is. If, if you're not Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and, and the Usos, there's, there's nothing, bro. I, I, I would even consider, like, I don't even consider really the Judgment Day a tag team. They're more of a faction no, than no, anything. That, yeah, they're not. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying there, it could be, you know. Yeah, you no, absolutely. Have- yeah, there right. could be. Absolutely. If you put some yeah. thought and effort into it, absolutely, for sure. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, there's there's nothing else that needs to say. Um, like there's this weird pairing now that Max Maxine Dupree is now added into right. this. Right, just out of again. And nothing, nothing And now they're they seem like it. they're getting along now. <laughs> right. Maxine is so I don't know what it is with that. The the other people from uh Masse and and uh Mansois, they're just I guess just being kicked to the curb now. Yeah, yeah. there's nowhere they're nowhere to be found. It yep. just it doesn't make any sense, bro. It, it just it just does not. Um, it, and it that's makes the thing. Like, if you want to put Maxine with Alpha Academy now, great, fine, go with that. Yeah, just tell a fucking story. Like, how did she get? Why is she there? Mm-hmm. Like, we know they had the thing with Otis, but now mm-hmm. she's just basically the manager slash valet of alpha academy like what the fuck i don't know it's yeah not, none of it makes sense there's, and yeah. there's no care there's no effort and we see the bullshit right through it and 
Yeah, just filler. It's just filler, man, at the end of the day. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, up next, we have Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Damian Priest is at ringside. He gets involved in this match while the referee is distracted before commercial break. So uh, Finn Balor and the Judgment Day are getting the upper hand. Um, there was a point of this match where Nakamura was like toying with Priest at ringside. He then takes out Priest later on in this match. To, uh, he takes him out of the equation. Finn Balor takes advantage of that of that slight distraction, brings him back into the ring, and wins the match via a coup de gras for the W. Man, Shinsuke Nakamura, man, the booking of this dude is just off the fucking charts, isn't it, dude? Oh, I mean, this. I mean, talk about 50-50 booking at its freaking finest. He came back. He won a he won a jobber match, I believe, it went on SmackDown when he came back. Then I think he defeated Karrion uh, Cross on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. He came, he's now come over to Monday Night Raw. He lost in a tournament. He beat The Miz. And and now here he is losing to, to freaking Finn Balor. I mean, yeah. holy fucking shit, bro. I, I mean, and, and that's the thing about 50-50 booking. It's just like, you know, people think that we're freaking harsh, right, it, about how these wrestlers are booked. I mean, but think about this for a second. Shinsuke Nakamura. You're coming across this dude, and all he's doing is winning a match, losing a match, winning a match, losing a match, losing two, losing one, right? Or winning one and losing two. And it's just like, how can somebody, like, take this dude seriously if all he's doing is just trading wins and losses? That's why nobody feels freaking special at all. Some of them even get worse than 50-50. Yeah, and it's just like... It makes no fucking sense. There's no trajectory for Shinsuke. He just loses a simplistic fucking match to Finn Balor. When we've seen this match too in the past, so there's nothing to get that overly excited about it. Sure, we love Finn Balor and we love Shinsuke. We know how talented they are. But make us give a fucking reason to give a shit about the match or whatever the hell you're doing with these two. Oh, they, oh, James, they, they, on Raw Talk, they were backstage and they, they set up a match after the show. Really? Is that, that's your fuck, that's your argument. That, that's your standard. Oh my God, man. Yeah. And it, and it, what is it, but what is it doing though? It's not doing anything for anybody. Finn Balor no. wins the match. Okay, great. Now what? What, what, what is he doing? Shinsuke loses well, the freaking match. Like, now, what do you do with freaking Shitsuke? You, you can't. It's a lose-lose situation. You can't win yeah. with this type of booking, bro. You fucking can't. But let's just keep doing it. The same agenda and rinse and repeat. We're going to liquidate the fucking process because we don't want to t- put the time and effort to put on a creative fucking television show. We just don't want to do it. So we're going to liquidate and we're going to rest on the laurels of freaking whatever the bloodline storyline is. Cause that's all there is right now, guys. Let's not bullshit ourselves yeah. outside of whatever, maybe. And I mean, and I emphasize the word maybe of whatever's going on with the bloodline and how possibly it could work in regards to, you know, solo and Roman and the Usos, you know, head to head outside of that guys, what are you getting on this show? That's yeah. that fucking intriguing for you to want to watch again. Right to want to watch the show again, or wanting to watch their upcoming pay per view match at the cultivating moment of the feud. <laughs> what? Where? What is it? Somebody fucking yeah. tell me. And, and I'll, I'll give you a. Re- I'll, I'll give you an answer. There is none. There yeah. fucking isn't. 
So, Brian, my man, your thoughts in regards to this match? So, you know, I know I'm an old head, but I just can't, I don't know, to 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 start or or announce a, a match or, or a feud or whatever, like, or Raw talk, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah, different era, you know, people, it's social media as a thing, but I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I, that's, that just seems kind of silly. And, yeah. and even, and even that story. So he, he was actually saying something about priest, um, but then yeah. Finn jumps in and has the match. So, you know, what's coming next that he's having a match against Damian priest next week or just minus Seth Rollins in that tournament match, bro. You're now you're going to get a one-on-one match between Shinsuke and, and, and Damian priest, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking, it's fucking lazy. It's fucking ridiculous, man. But yeah, continue um, Brian. If you have, well, any more I, so I would, I would like, I mean, again, if you built a feud between Damian and Shinsuke, yeah, I'd be okay with that. But, but now you've already had him lose to Finn. Right. It just, yeah. So it's like, it's already fucked. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, Fucking ass backwards, bro. It's just, yeah. God damn it, man. It's just... And, and to think, like, this guy, like, as far as returns go, like, you know, I, I've spoken about how they just kind of did AJ dirty. Like, that was garbage. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke at least somewhat, you know, kind of felt special. But now, again, you know, a month later, a month and a half later, it's fucking... And, and you know, we both said it, like, Look, they're yeah. they're not gonna give Shinsuke or Asuka uh, the pushes. They're not mm-hmm. gonna do it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, in the show, and I forgot to mention this in hour number one, there was the continuation of Seth Rollins's interview with Corey Graves. Yeah. Just um, you're starting to see a little bit less of that Joker character and you're starting to see more of Seth Rollins himself, which I do like, but again, and then AJ Styles had a video package. It's just like, so, I mean, I mean, I guess finally they're, you know, Seth Rollins, he's talking about his history with Styles. So I can appreciate them trying to make somewhat of a connection, but guys, it's, it's the laziest way possible though. Like, I can't even really give it that much credit. Um, Seth Rollins, yeah, I mean, he continues this freaking interview, which is just, if you've seen one of these types of interviews, you've seen them all, because he's filming a movie, that Captain America movie. Um, so, And that's the thing, too, guys. He's going to win this fucking world. Like, what was the reason? You know, Brian, can, can you can you remind me of why this World Heavyweight Championship is, is a thing? The, the floor is yours, man. Tell everybody the reason why this World Heavyweight Championship is even a What thing. we were told was that, you know, we needed a champion that the WWE Universe could be proud of and that is going to be on the shows and defend it and be a fighting champion and be there every week. Not like selfish Roman Reigns. No, right. not like him. But we somebody's going to be here every week defending this title. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, what better, what different is it going to make that Seth Rollins is going to win this fucking title and he's now going to take time off because of this fucking movie? Oh, uh, my I mean, God, bro. Like, I, 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 again, I, just, I don't know. I don't know where you go with this. The... The the logic behind it, right? So now, how how does this play out, right? So okay, Seth Rollins wins the title. 
Yeah. You can do a couple things. Either he's going to leave and still be champion, take some time off. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have, he's going to have a relatively short title reign and then you take the belt off of him, which yeah. why the fuck did you have him win it? If you're yeah, it's... taking it off of him mm-hmm. or you just go with AJ Styles winning the title, who yeah. is a SmackDown superstar. So now you have to bring him on over to raw and what are you doing with the rest of the OC that you just reformed? Mm-hmm. The fuck, man. It's a loose. <laughs> it's, it, dude, it's a lose lose situation. Yeah, and legit, yeah, bro. There's yeah. no, there's no way that WWE could come out of this, you know, just with any sense and logic in regards to this. Yeah. It just makes and left we're no... wrong, and somehow like maybe Seth is kind of wrapping up his filming. Maybe and he is going to be there. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. But again, the reports were saying that, you know, Seth Rollins is going to take some time off of WWE television. I mean, if that's the case, then what's the, yeah. <laughs> everything you built up about this world heavyweight championship. And even if Seth Rollins wins it, and we talked about it with Seth, what, what, like what more intrigue is Seth hold this character, this version of Seth holding onto this fucking title? Like, what booking is going to be better with him holding yeah. on to a title? Okay, he's deserving of the championship. Okay, again, I can name 10 fucking wrestlers in that fucking company that are just as deserving as Seth. But outside of that, he's going to hold on to this championship that you claim is going to be for, you know, a champion that everybody can be proud of. And Seth Rollins is going to win that championship. And regardless of what his situation is with this movie that he's filming, it is going to be off TV. And now what? Yeah. Like, what the and fuck even, is going on? Like, go back to, to when Triple H originally announced that and listen to his speech or, you know, his little promo that he cut. And I mentioned it at the time, like, it felt like he was taking real digs at Roman. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the one comment of, like, the champion you can be proud of. Yeah. It could have been a kayfabe thing, whatever. Right. But either way, again whether you took those digs and really felt that way about Roman and like he's being selfish and not yeah. helping the business or it's part of the storyline, you're ultimately doing the same thing here yeah. with Rollins. If he were to win the titles, so the there fuck? there could be a case where maybe like that had to be addressed in regards to that, because so many people were talking about it. Like, Oh, Roman Reigns, he's, He's not coming to work. And I'm sure like he had to address it because everybody, especially after WrestleMania was talking about it. So maybe sure. I, I guess you would have maybe felt a different type of way if Triple H didn't mention Roman Reigns in that aspect. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But going yeah. back to Triple H, man, like I, I, everything this dude fucking says, I, I take it with a grain of salt. And I don't even I don't I don't believe anything that this dude fucking says. At all, yeah. just like you know, we were supposed to believe that there's more story to tell with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Maybe there's more of a story, guys. They had fucking nothing. How's 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 that working out for them? He's throwing him in there with Brock Lesnar with no fucking reason. There's no fucking explanation. There's no there's no substance within the feud. And then Roman Reigns, he's gonna go to he's gonna you know continue to take time off. Hey, but hey, he's going to be on back-to-back SmackDown shows because the show this this coming Friday is is pre-taped. So, he's going to be on a on a KO show segment for this coming Friday. And, and again, he's going after freaking championships and not even defending his own. So, how's that working out for you, Paul right. Beck, Triple H? How's how's that working out for you, Vince? <laughs> you bunch of fucking just 
Oh my God, man. But moving on, the more we talk about this, Brian, I, the, I think the more we're going to get freaking aggravated. But so, yeah, so in regards to Seth, who freaking knows? They can pull a swerve and have AJ Styles win it. Seth wins this championship. Okay, Does, is that going to get me or Brian or any smart, intelligent wrestling fan to think, wow, the, we, the, the, the World Heavyweight Championship is just as prestigious as what Roman Reigns is holding over on SmackDown. It's just, guys, come on, man, enough. Nope. Moving on um, back into our number two, um, Raquel Rodriguez versus Sonya Deville. Legit, guys, in another two-minute squash match. Um, Raquel wins this match via a Chicona bomb. I believe that's what you call it. It's like, those, it's like that one-arm power slam that she does. And just beats Sonya Deville, just le- legit within under two minutes. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville attack Raquel after the match. And Shotzi, Shotzi hits the ring, comes to the aid. And as they take out uh, Chelsea and Sonia Deville, and they stand tall within the middle of the ring. So, well, and there's your tag partner for yep, for Raquel. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh my God, man, Brian, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, but so here's the thing, Raquel Rodriguez. Okay, we think Shotzi. Oh, okay, Shotzi. You know that's a you know that's a cool little tag partner, right? Guys, she's a SmackDown fucking superstar. Why the fuck is she on fucking Raw? Somebody tell me. You have all these women on, on your Raw roster. You have, I'm looking at it right now. You have Zia Lee. You have Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. Where the fuck are these women? But let's bring over Shotzi from a, for a brand that she's not even on to freaking Raw. Somebody makes sense. What the fuck are we doing? Tell me that you don't give a shit without telling me you don't give a shit. No, I hear you, man. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, there and there's no, bro. They're not even. They're not even trying to hide it. There, there's no visitors pass. There's no wild card rule. There's no bullshit fucking. There's no bullshit fucking excuse. It's just Shotzi just showing up to freaking Raw. Yeah. I, oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Brian, just go ahead, man. I'm done. Yeah, I I got nothing to say about this. Because, I mean, this tag team, look, they're not, uh, Shayna and Ronda are winning these titles. And, I mean, basically, the Shotzi and Raquel are a tag team for one night only. (laughs) I think. I I mean, Um, oh my God, bro. I just, I'm at a loss for words, dude. How they just expect us to not fucking say anything. How they just expect, and that's why they do it. (laughs) Because nobody, I'm sure nobody's talking about it. That they they, they forget that Shotzi, because this is what they do. It's just like, oh, it's Shotzi. We've booked her so fucking irrelevant. Let's just have her come over to Raw and have people forget about that she's a SmackDown superstar. That's what they want you to do, Brian. Because, but, but guess what? People like me and and and, and others, they're not going they're, they're they're not going to forget that she's a SmackDown fucking competitor. And she just comes yeah, over to uh, freaking Raw and now she's gonna compete for a title. Forget Zia Lee, forget Katana Chance, forget Caden Carter, forget all of these other freaking people that were drafted that you have nothing for. Like, why is Odyssey Jones and Caden uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter on this fucking roster? They were better off just staying over in NXT. Why the fuck are they on this main roster? They're sitting yeah. there 
twiddling their fucking thumbs in, in, in that in, in fucking catering in, in that fucking locker room, just waiting for for this company, for this for the machine to have something for them to have some sort of relevance in this fucking company. It's yeah. sad. And I'm, I'm just, guys, I'm just embarrassed, bro. You can say that I'm just bitching and moaning because I'm not getting my way. Say whatever you want. If you're legit defending this trash, then you, I'm sorry, you are part of the fucking problem. I'm, I don't care if that sounds harsh. You are the reason why we have a show that's this fucking lazy, that's this just lackluster, and that makes no freaking sense at all. And, 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 it's re and it's for people like that, Brian, why Vince, Triple H, and all these suits and ties are going to continue to put on these lackluster shows and continue yeah. to book these wrestlers the way they do. Because people like these ass kissers, these marks, are going to fucking defend it. And if, sure. they have those, and if they have those people, nothing's going to change, man. Nothing. Yep. Whew. Hour number three. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus and their contract signing uh, for their upcoming match at Night of Champions. Becky Lynch's shades. Uh, bringing back her fuck? little, <laughs> right? Bringing back her attire to when she was big time Bex. Uh, that whole character when she was a heel and all that fun stuff. Um, Becky just signs the contract just straight up before Trish even comes out there. Uh, Trish Stratus then hits the ring. She then continues to emphasize, you know, this is her first contract signing. And however, Becky, and this will be Becky's last, you know, you know, saying that Becky has had many of them, you know, because of her. It's like, yeah, this is my first contract signing. I've never been a part of this, but Becky, you've been a part of this many times because of me. So, you know, so again, just going back to people wanting to thank her because she's paved the way. Again, I just I, I listen again. I might might be in the minority in this, and I don't care. I actually like Trish Stratus as a heel. I, I think it's just very authentic. I think sh that she plays the character and the role very beautifully. Um, how intrigued we are in regards to this match and this segment? Well, I mean, just I guess you know, eye of the beholder. But uh, but yeah, she go she goes on to talk about you know she's like, listen, when I got here. He's like, you know, I, it's like, I was already number one when I got here, when I got into this business years ago, I didn't need a broken nose to get there. Talking about the broken nose from Becky Lynch, of course, you know, years ago, um, you know, it's like, you know, and then Becky Lynch then gets on the microphone. So Trish Stratus, she says a few more words and, um, you know, she was, I think she finished off the line saying like, yeah, this is my first contract signing and then this will be your last. And then she signs mm -hmm. that contract. Uh, Becky Lynch then goes on to say, you know, it's like, listen, everybody is getting better, but you, Trish, have just stayed the same. And she does go on to say, thank you, Trish. She says, for everything that I hope I never become. Um, and she's like, if you think that barking like a dog is embarrassing, then wait until I beat your ass at Night of Champions. Welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof, woof. <laughs> Trish then flips the table uh, by the, the table flip was botched. It wasn't even fully flipped over. I don't know if that was, I don't even know. It just looked very awkward. The table was, I don't know. I got a different over. take on that, man. But um, go ahead. Yeah. Trish then, yeah, Trish. Yeah. She flips that table um, and Becky, or excuse me, she walks off um, up the rampway after she flips the table. 
And that's it. Yeah, Brian, I'll, I'll let you get to your take since it's fresh in your mind, man. Your thoughts about this feud with Trish and Becky Lynch and this contract signing. So I'm, I mostly liked this this overall segment. Um, I will say, like, man, I hope Becky doesn't go back to the – I feel like her and Seth were kind of doing the same, like, just the, the stupid fucking outfits and, like, the heavy makeup. Like they were doing that for a while. Like I just I hope she's not going back to that. But you know that that being said, man, um, yeah, I like Trish as a heel. I, I feel like even I wish I had written it down, but there was like um, you know the the little backstage segment with Adam Pierce beforehand, and she did it out here with the crowd and with Becky. Like the quick little like uh, comebacks that are like they're. I don't know, man. She's just delivering it so well. It's so good. Yeah. Um, she's solid, man. She's just, she's been solid. We've said that for many, for many yeah. podcasts in the past on this platform. So absolutely. And there, there was another part where, like, man, this screen, like, I really hope Becky didn't come up with this on her own. It screams like a Vince McMahon thing. But she did like a little like nursery rhyme kind of in there in the middle of the promo that was just fucking re- uh, God. It yeah, was so it was stupid. interesting. Hey, she delivered it well, but it just came off very like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. It was like it was like nanny nanny boo boo shit. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking right. weird, man. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I, it definitely came off that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then to end the segment, look, I'm not so sure that they're I don't know. They both ladies either are, you know, doing a really good job of selling and and, and playing their part. But like I took that because like when Becky started going in on like the, you know, barking like a dog and the wolf wolf, like, I mean, that was. That was, you know, shit like that was a big part of women's wrestling back in the day. Like, um, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, demeaning segments, embarrassing, insulting things. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Like, when, when Trish flip, flipped a table, to me, it almost looked like Becky wasn't really ready for it. And she, like, pushed the table back, and that's why it didn't flip all the way over. Like... I don't know. It, it just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It, it was interesting. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I yeah. don't know. I'm not so sure that there isn't legit heat between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, they're doing a, a great job selling it. So uh, either way, this was really one of the better parts of the night, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I liked it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and, and no, absolutely. It was a bright spot in this segment. And and Brian, you could be right in that regard. Um, there could be legit heat. There could be not. Who freaking knows? Yeah. Um, here's the thing when it comes to saying these types of lines. Like, I highly doubt that if Trish Stratus really had an issue, then Becky wouldn't have delivered the line. Uh, but again, unless there is legit heat, but we don't know. Because right, if there right. is, then Becky Lynch just probably wouldn't have given a shit. And just would have said it, but right. if, but if but if that's not the case, then then I highly doubt that Becky would go go about her way to deliver that type of line if Trish Stratus did not okay the line. If that makes sense, 
Yeah. Um, just it, it, like, and if you see, like, towards the end, of, as, as Trish is walking back up, and, you, and it cuts back to Becky, like, again, either she's really selling it and and doing a great job because it, like, the the expression on her face, it just like, re- like, there was like legit feeling behind it. Like she was like yelling at, like barking at her, woof woof. And like the look on her face, either she's doing a great job or yeah, there's there's something there. Yeah, and and maybe that's just, or maybe that's just the thing that Trish Stratus just doesn't want to maybe remember in her career, and maybe like sure. that's a way to have that connection to where maybe bringing up kind of little, trying to get a little bit personal because you could because you always want to bring a sense of realism into the situation. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. maybe that's a way. Both of them, you know, Trish Stratus and them saying like, you know what, hey, like if you want to bring up this line to maybe get a little personal, you know, I might be a little bit off the rocker because of it, because it is very personal to me. But hey, if it's if it's to tell a good story, then so be it. Um, I kind of it reminded me, I kind of not that it was necessarily to this level or, 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 you know, this good or whatever, but um, The Rock and John Cena, you know, kind of along those same lines where like. Cena started speaking out of pocket a little bit to try to get a reaction. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel could like be way that off. was legit. There was legit heat though. I, I, I really truly feel like between those two at the time, like, cause right. he but it, because of John's comment, uh, like initial comments that, he yeah. Would, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we all, I think there had to be legit heat between those two. Um, oh yeah. No, there was. Like you can, yeah, and you can sure. feel it as well. When as it comes off the TV screen when it happened, but, um, right. but yeah, and he, he, I'll finish it off with this for for the most part. Overall, this contract signing, I mean, so far from what we've gotten in this show, Brian, it right, is a right. positive light in this show. However, and both ladies did very well. I give them props, and and I've said this weeks now, um, how this has been one of the bright spots in the yeah. show has been Trish and, has been Trish and Becky Lynch. And this this story that they're telling. However, did it get me that much more excited about their match at Night of Champions? The answer's no. I- I'm sorry. The, the answer's really no. I'm not saying the segment wasn't good. I'm not mm-hmm. saying the segment was bad. I'm not trashing it. The segment was fine. I just felt like it's just like they signed the contract. Trish just retreats up the rampway. I felt like there just could have been more. Um, but that that's really that's really it. Um, it just didn't really get me that much more intrigued to where like oh I have to watch this match at Night of Champions. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. Um, again, not trashing the segment. I thought the segment was fine. Again, from what we've gotten in the show, it, it's definitely a positive light to talk about in the show. Absolutely, Trish Stratus ever since she's embraced back into this heel role has done a tremendous job. It does suck that the freaking the whole turn was botched and it has put a damper on things a little bit. And, and Becky, even though I, I like Becky Lynch, I, I don't think she's great. I think she's a solid talent. Um, yeah. You know, I think that she is, I think she is very talented. I think she is good at what she does. Is she great? Is she one of the, is she, is she that, you know, great as what people say she is? I doubt it. Um, I, so. I, I have a different, yeah, yeah. I, I have a different take with that, but but hey, I give her credit where credit is due as well. Um, but I just felt like there could have just been more substance, especially being your go home show. Um, I just felt like there just could have been more substance where, again, just 
you know, just take it up a few notches, man. You know, yeah, I feel you. you know what I mean? Um, yep. Again, but not trashing the segment. I just felt like there could have been more. Um, but yeah, very solid work from both ladies. And that that's really all I got to say. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I guess, I mean, with Becky Lynch, right, there was this whole, they, they planted a seed of like Rhea Ripley watching Becky Lynch after she cut that promo last week. Yep. So I'm guessing maybe this is going to lead for Becky to have a future title match against Rhea, probably yeah. at SummerSlam. So we probably, we expect Becky Lynch to win this match unless there's another match um, that's going to happen maybe at Money in the Bank or something. I, I don't know. Um, so we'll see in, in regards to that. So, um, yep. but I guess beggars can't be choosers, <laughs> at least from what we've gotten in the show. So I guess I'll take it. Um, I just think that we can just do more. I think this company has proven to us that they can do more. Um, but definitely a positive light in the show, uh, overall yeah. for sure. Up next, we have Dominic Mysterio versus Apollo Cruz. Match time in length was five and a half minutes. Rhea gets involved. I think she hits freaking Apollo Crews in the or no, she throws um Apollo Crews um into the ring post. Um Apollo's struggling to get back into the ring, and then Dominic hits a frog splash, you know, back first onto uh well not back first, but onto Apollo's back um right. and picks up the W um uh, over Apollo Crews. So yeah, welcome to Monday Night Raw, Apollo. This is your debut. <laughs> Back on the freaking roster, yeah. and this fucking dude is taking a freaking L. I get that Dominic, because here's the thing. Listen, Dominic's collecting all these Ws. Okay, that's great. Like, w- what is he involved in right now? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, the story with him and, and, and Ray is pretty much done with. I think, is, is that pretty much done and out the way, would you say? I think I so, mean, there's, yeah. I mean, what else can you tell yeah, a story? I mean, Ray's on SmackDown. So... Ray's on SmackDown. He's on Raw. So, that, like, That what... doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Right. It really doesn't. I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, we saw Shotzi. We talked about that earlier, how she just comes yeah. over to Raw. But, yeah, it doesn't mean shit that they're on separate brands. But you would think that the, the feud with them is done. So right. what are we doing with Dominic? Okay, he's with the Judgment Day. And the Judgment Day, right, you know, they have a place – and he's collecting these W's as he should. You know, he's got some good heel heat. You know, people like to boo him and stuff, which is awesome. But where are we going with Dominic? Yep. And with Apollo Crews, like, you can't think of a better fucking way to debut these fucking people. I, I, I just don't understand, Brian, how you can be that fucking lazy mm-hmm. and just not give a shit about Apollo Crews and, and his booking. He yep. he comes back, he he gets drafted to Raw. He hasn't even hardly been on Monday Night Raw since he's gotten drafted. I believe this is pretty much his first appearance yeah. since he's been drafted. Yep. And he just gets put in with Dominic Mysterio, and and, and people and and these and <laughs> and this fucking this company thinks yeah this is a good idea to have Apollo Cruz look like a fucking moron. It's just, I don't understand, bro. It's just nothing makes sense and nothing is helping out these wrestlers. And it's not helping the fucking show and this company. Yeah. It's diminishing it because all of these wrestlers are being diminished and no one's going to care about them. No one's going to get connected with them because they're being placed in situations like this. Brian, yeah. your thoughts, my man? 
Uh, yeah, man. I mean, they, they, they just, uh, he looks like a total chump. Um, like I even got, I got, got to go to go back to the interview. Um, like granted, like at first I initially thought like, damn, they really just did this, right? The, this guy's first appearance, he starts talking and then just cut, gets cut off and then he's out of camera. I thought they were done with it. I mean, they I did thought come they back were to too. Him. I would have. <laughs> I was yeah. legit, like, are they legit just gonna do Apollo that freaking dirty and just not right. have him appear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I initially thought. So at least it wasn't that bad. But then, I mean, you still have him come out here, take the L. Um, look, I get it with Dom. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll even say like I feel. So there was a good, you know, month and a half, two month run there with Dom where like you could see him improving like every week and getting better. And, you know, yeah, but I feel here in like the last couple weeks, like, I don't know, his promo work hasn't been as good. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of the whole crowd noise issue that they're doing. I I feel like the, he's taking a step back where I like he legitimately was getting better and and you know building a character and and telling the story. Um so yeah, I'm with you. I just don't know where where they're going with him. Um I mean, he'll wrestle a singles match and then I'm sure he's going to be in a tag with Damian or Finn or whatever and then wrestle another singles match and you know, maybe that's all good to, you know, because, yeah, he needs experience and whatever. But mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't I don't understand why wrestling, like, I, I understand, like, people, you know, there's certain people, certain stories, certain stars that are just going to get more time, more matches, more whatever. Yeah. But with everything else, like, you can still tell a story. Like, it doesn't just have to be random one-off things. You can still, even if they're getting a three, five-minute thing, you can still tell a story mm -hmm. on a week-to-week -week basis or whatever. Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, I mean, Apollo takes the L, got pretty much, you know, shit on in, the, in his first interview back, so... You know where he's going. I mean, he's he's going to, you know, him, Mustafa Ali, uh, you know, Baron Corbin, um, glorified jobbers. I mean, that's ultimately what, what they, are. they have for him. Yeah, yeah. what they are, man. And if you notice, too, it's been the same type of finishes and, and the same type of matches he's had with Xavier Woods. Just take Xavier Woods out of the equation and put Apollo Crews in there. there there's no yeah. direction. There's no care. So just take yeah. Xavier Woods out, forget Xavier Woods. He's back playing video games backstage and fucking catering and just insert yeah. Apollo Crews and have, and give him the same type of fucking treatment. And, yeah. and, and, and now here we are, guys, we're approaching the main event and, and guys like, again, outside of Brock and Cody and, and that, and that shit is a fucking disaster. And yeah. Trish Stratus and Becky, what is getting accomplished here? Nothing. Like, I don't understand Brian. How a fucking company can say, oh, Ricochet and Bronson in a six-man, or an, excuse me, in a six-minute match, Bronson Reed and Ricochet? Yeah, that's a good idea. Zoe Starks and Candice LeRae in a two-and-a-half-minute match? That's a good idea. Alpha Academy and Viking Raiders in the same ring where they can't afford to lose? That's a good idea. I'm not, I'm not done. Finn Balor and Shinsuke in the same ring? Great, great idea. 
<laughs> Raquel Rodriguez, Sonia Deville, Shotzi just coming over to SmackDown and coming on to Monday Night Raw to be your partner. Great idea. <laughs> and the and and then, and then the fans are going to be like, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, this is this makes sense. <laughs> well, this is right. yeah. Just just enjoy wrestling, man. Just stop it. You're always so negative. Like, stop. Just enjoy it. It's it's wrestling. Just if you don't like, Did you it, hear you don't how watch. Paul Heyman hyped up the the pay per view. Oh my god! Right, Paul Paul Heyman hyping up the pay per view. What's not to like? Because the pay per view yeah. going into it is so fucking intriguing, Brian. So again, man, it's like there's just a pulse that's just beating through my freaking body, man. Because I'm so freaking excited. I'm going to get more to the end of the show, but let's, let's just get through this main event here. Yeah. Main event. Um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, your tag champs and Matt Riddle versus Imperium. Um, guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I hardly gave a shit or hardly watched half of this match. I, I, yeah. I didn't give a shit, bro. I, I legit didn't. I was legit. <laughs> what was I do? I was, I wasn't even taking notes. I think I was, uh, I was just like on Twitter, like looking at freaking um, like scores of the Laker game and shit. And I was looking at uh, freaking updates in regards to like with baseball and the New York Mets and everything. I didn't give a shit, bro. I, I bro, I, I it's it's sad, bro. Like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, this whole shtick with the bloodline, and now it's come to the point where I could care less. I could yeah. give a shit, man. For a six-man tag, you're telling me the build of this show, leading all the way up to the end, is a fucking six-man tag. Yeah, that's so fucking original because we haven't seen that in the fucking past. Yeah, it's just like this is this is your this is what's getting you excited at the end of the show, Brian, to watch a six-man tag similar to the tag match you saw last week with the Judgment Day, but that was a <laughs> traditional just two-on-two match. And now just take out the Judgment Day, insert Imperium, and insert Matt Riddle. It's fucking, and they want to call it creativity. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Guys, all the notes I have here is Sami Zayn hits a Halula kick, and Kevin Owens hits the Swanton from the top rope to, for the win. I believe it was on Da Vinci as they oh. defeat Imperium. Guys, like, again, welcome to Monday Night Raw, Gunther. I mean, this is a great freaking way. Let, let, let's, let's give a cheer real quick, man. Let, let's give a nice clap. For making Gunther and this Intercontinental Championship feel more fucking irrelevant than it fucking did on SmackDown. So all Imperium did over on SmackDown was lose. And here they are, Brian, on Monday Night Raw doing the same exact shtick. And better yet, Gunther, the only thing that's fucking relevant in this faction, let's insert him with these fucking other losers and have him lose this fucking match. I mean, holy shit! Yeah, unbelievable. And 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 then and the tag champs they they get fifty fifty booked. They lost last week, and then here they are winning. So it's like, oh well, James, the tag the tag champs won. You you always like champions winning. Again, guys, I don't forget about what happens last week. The week after that, just because they win one match doesn't mean I don't forget what the fuck they did last week. And the week before that, there has to be fucking consistency, bro. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. It's just like Imperium. Like, what are we doing with this Intercontinental Championship? What are we doing with this match with Mustafa Ali? What are we doing with Rhea Ripley versus Natalia? What are we doing with anything that doesn't involve the bloodline? 
we're back to square one, Brian. How everything yeah. besides the bloodline is fucking irrelevant. That's where we're at. Forget Gunther. Forget Rhea Ripley. Forget Bianca Belair. Forget all of these other. Forget freaking Apollo Crews. Forget Zoe Starks. Forget Candice LeRae. Forget Bronson Reed. Forget Ricochet. Forget all of these people. Forget Alpha Academy. Viking Raiders. Can I go on, Brian? I can go fucking on for a few for forever. Freaking forget Shinsuke Nakamura. Forget all of these people because yeah. we're back at square fucking one where nothing outside of Roman Reigns and the bloodline is fucking irrelevant. And guys, that may sound harsh, but it's legit the honest truth. And that's all I can say. Brian, your thoughts, my man, on this main event. Yeah, I, I wasn't into this match uh, either as well. Um, I will say, you know, I don't know if you called this on commentary. Um, so there's a point in the match where Riddle and Gunther are finally are like are in the ring together. And um, I can't remember which one said it, but they said, this is the showdown everybody has been waiting for. <laughs> what? When, when has Riddle, <laughs> Riddle and Gunther? Oh, oh fuck, man. Oh, my um, God. Oh. So... And, and, you know, so uh, Riddle had the, the little vignette promo earlier in the show, and, you know, he's come back now with a slightly different attitude or, or character. And when I say slightly, that's it. Like, the vignette is like, he's trying to be serious, but then he's still like, like bro. What the fuck and, was like, the... It, it just, you can't do both and make it work. Like, no, you know. No. Um. So yeah, I just I I don't, and again, a character like that where like you're you're telling me, but he's, even he's going to be a legit threat to Gunther. But like, even that, like, why is he getting a video package when this dude has been back for fucking weeks and months, and they're playing a video well, package now? I, I don't know, months, maybe three weeks, has maybe it been a three, month. Has it has, has it been? I, I would. It feels it's like been it's at been least more three a month. weeks. Yeah. Has it been three weeks? Oh shoot! Again, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like he's been here longer. I don't know. But but still, he's well, been still, here for a couple yeah. weeks, and they're playing a video package. It, like, what? Like, does that make any fucking sense? Anybody? How yeah. weeks after they return, they play a video package of the motherfucker? I, I don't. I don't get that shit, dude. Yeah, they I did don't it either. With, they did it with Shinsuke. They're doing it with Matt. They did it with Zoe Starks. Yeah. I do, it's ass fucking backwards. Makes yeah. no sense, man. Brian, continue if you have any more thoughts. Uh, that's it, man. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't. Imperium, right? Uh, we talked about the tag team division. I think Da Vinci and Kaiser should be and could be, you know, a legit threat tag you know yes. in the in the title picture in the absolutely main yeah. event tag team you know but yeah they're yeah. they're fucking irrelevant yeah um because forget <laughs> making everybody in imperium look good it's just got to be gunther but yeah. the other two schmucks just have to just look like schmucks so, right yeah uh, i don't get it um and i so i i don't know if if by Corey graves when he said that i, I don't know if we're Headed for a Matt Riddle Gunther feud? Um, oh, oh, it's coming, bro. Oh, it's coming. They hinted in in the freaking uh, in the in the battle royal. I don't know if you remember that. How he was actually one of the few entrances to come out um, into that battle royal. 
and there was the whole exchange where Matt Riddle oh, got eliminated. The Royal the, or well, not no. Well, the battle royal that they had for the inter, for the number one contendership. For oh, the oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that. Yeah. like last right, right, was right. it two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and the reason why Matt Riddle got eliminated because Gunther, you know, ordered Imperium to eliminate him or to distract Matt Riddle as he got eliminated. So you know yeah. that that's coming. It, it's sure. Matt Riddle and Gunther that whole exchange for the IC title. It's going to happen. Maybe at freaking Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Who who freaking knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and to guys, and to put the cherry on top of everything, just to kind of end this thing, end this here, there's people that may come across this platform and say, oh, you guys are being way too harsh. You guys are being way too mean. I'm going to give you guys another okay. factual statement here. You guys say, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Just, just listen to this guys. If you guys think we're really being that harsh, I want you guys to listen to this. The Monday night raw ratings came out just a few, a few hours ago. Do you want to know what that rating is, Brian? Very last week, they 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 pulled in a one point uh, a one point seven one million in the last ratings week. last week. This week, they have lost seventy eight thousand freaking viewers as they pulled in a one point six three in ratings. Guys, that's not just NBA playoffs. That's not just the Denver Nuggets versus the Los Angeles Lakers in an elimination spot. That is, it's more than that shit. When yeah. you produce yeah. a horrible, horrific, lazy, lackluster fucking show, these are the results that you fucking get. And honestly, rightfully deserved because this show, this company, Triple H, Vince McMahon, all of them, guys, all of them, there was no effort. They quit on this fucking show. There was no effort put into this freaking show last night, and it shows. Yeah. They completely – they are on cruise control, Brian. They are on cruise control probably until SummerSlam. Seriously, Summer Scam. <laughs> you know, put, put that on a freaking T-shirt. Summer Scam, right? Yeah, right. That is what they're doing. Forget Night of Champions. Forget Money in the Bank that's coming up in London in just a couple weeks. I believe that's going to be in July – July 1st or somewhere around there. Forget all of that. They're going to put, they're going to press the button on cruise control and go straight and coast all the way till SummerSlam. And up until then, guys, this is the shit that you're going to get. So yeah. get used to it because you're going to see it more and more and more and fucking more. Because like I mentioned, if you, you know, bad you know when you get results like this it shows because you know and it proves our point in in a nutshell as a whole and there's really nothing else that i can say i'm stuttering i'm freaking and my mind is freaking racing i'm freaking sweating and th this is where because man like and it sucks man because i love talking about this shit brian i don't know about you but like i love talking yeah. about this shit i legit love coming on to this onto this camera with this microphone and talking and shooting the shit with everybody watching and shooting the shit with you, Brian, I genuinely love it. But man, there is times where reviewing this show, it legit feels like a fucking chore. Seriously. Yeah, it really, sure. truly sure. does. But, and like I said, guys, when you produce horrible shit, you are going to get shitty fucking results. And the, and the, and the ratings for this week's Monday night raw proves our point. And that's so uh, to end the show, Triple H walks into Cody Rhodes' locker room 
Triple H wants Cody to receive medical attention. Cody Rhodes refused. Um, Triple H is like, no, man, you got to do You got to get medical attention, man. You got to do it. That's like, you're, we know that you're tough, man. We, you know, we know that you're, you're tough as nails, but you don't have to prove anything to anybody, man. You know? And then Cody Rhodes is like, no, I'm going to fight at night of champions. You know, I like, it's just, again, that's just how it comes against Brock Lesnar. Right. Exactly. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. And like, so Cody's packing his bag as they have like, uh, you know, they finish that little one-on-one exchange. Papa H gives a good old pat on the back and a pat on the leg to Cody Rhodes walks off and the show officially goes yeah. off the air. So Brian, I'll have you start with that. Your thoughts with that. So yeah, so this is, this is where I kind of feel this is headed, man. You know why, you know why Brock attacked Cody? Triple H. Triple H. Triple that H. is, <laughs> see, that's, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's gonna, I don't know, tie into the, the throne smashing. See that, the, and that's whatever, where I think time. I think that that's just where they're at because I think they know that they botched this and they fucked this up so hard to to be like, see guys, you see how important this is because it's so important to the fact where now I'm involved in it. Your boy Papa H is now inserted into this shit, so yep. that would not shock me at all, man. And, and I, I don't know I if think, that's a good thing or you know, a bad thing. Because you know, we speculated thing. like why again? There, nobody said anything. Brock hasn't said anything. And we were thinking, did Paul Heyman, you know, was he part, you know, whatever. But that segment last night with with just the way he was talking, it's Triple H. Triple H ordered Brock. That's the story. That could be the case, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we find that out at Night of Champions. Maybe we, I don't know, man. I I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I'll have to read more into that. But it's funny you mentioned that. I don't like it. That legit could be. That legit could be the case to where I think that they're just that freaking desperate to where to now insert Triple H into this entire thing. I mean, could it be good? I mean, I I guess, man, if they it depends on how they do it. And I'm sure Cody Rhodes, you know, he'll deliver, man, and he'll he'll make something yeah. out of nothing like he always does. But I don't know. I'll have to read more into that and, and, and how I truly yeah. feel and how that takes place. But no, you're not you're not wrong, Brian, in that, in that regard of, you know, in the case of like that legit could happen. Like triple H could have maybe been behind. It was triple H the whole time. It was me, Cody. It was me all along. (laughs) Pulling back a little, you know, a Vince McMahon impression there, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, man. So I I don't know. I mean, look, it's like, (laughs) you know, we talk about too, it's this, and this is where it gets ironic, right? Where, we always talk about, and we say this a lot about AEW to where have something start the night off hot and then to end the show with the cliffhanger. Well, they sort of kind of did that in a way yeah. with Brock. But again, there's just nothing. There's just nothing within this storyline unless who knows if this Triple H thing is true. If he inserts himself into it, who knows? But But there's nothing... There's just there's just something missing out of everything. Oh, let me. It's like a it's like trying to drive a car with no fucking engine. <laughs> it's like yeah, you have this pretty shiny car, you have this pretty shiny feud with Brock and Cody, but if there's no engine, if there's no feud, legit purpose to to tell the story, then what's the fucking point? 
yeah. that's the problem. So you could be right, Brian. That could be the case, but I don't know. I'll have to really dig deep into that and really, you know, think about if they were to go about that, if if that's the case and how that could still possibly work. But I don't know. Uh, but Brian, your final thoughts, man, before bef- uh, before we sign off here. Yeah, that's just a, a thought I had. And, and like overall, I mean, could could things be good and there be entertaining segments? Sure. I just don't like it for the simple fact that like, like Triple Eight, like my, you, you don't need to insert yourself in the story. No. Um, no. And no. again, it 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 just it just harkens back to like again they're 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 doing the same exact thing hard times that Dusty Rhodes did. Yeah. And then this uh, they're gonna kind of go back to the authority you know authority gimmick shtick. maybe like shtick and, that daniel bryan kind of similar went through maybe as well yeah something along those lines but like you know maybe again more personal just i, I don't know they could go a lot of different ways right like maybe they can place some I, realism. I, just, I don't know maybe they can um, place some realism into it of how cody rhodes how he took that sludgehammer um and freaking right, smashed right. it over the throne with it i mean you know obviously i'm sure triple h is I'm sure has held a major grudge with Cody in that regard. Maybe they're like, Hey, you know, I don't doubt it because back, especially at that time, that was real. Like, yeah. You know, I don't Absol- know how they absolutely. Feel about each other so maybe now they, and... maybe they've kind of made, made amends about that. And maybe they right, made right. an agreement to where, Hey, maybe we can kind of tell a story about that. Well, maybe here's the opportunity to do so. So yeah. who knows, man, who knows at all. But, um, yep. to finish this off, man, um, it's just, I know we've spoken a lot about bad Monday Night Raws, and there's been a lot of bad. But, Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. And, the guys, this is not just, like, to create a reaction or just to create buzz or anything. Like, this is my genuine reaction right now. This show was one of the worst Monday Night Raws I can probably remember. Um, seriously, it was well, that. Well, I still got the Monday that. Night Raw after WrestleMania fresh in my mind. Yeah. So, like, I mean, well, I'm saying it's one of them. It's not while. the, it's not the <laughs> worst, but it, it like ever since WrestleMania, if you want to put it in that category, yeah. it is right yeah, up there with bad. that show. Um, it is just that freaking bad. Um, yeah. I, I mean, guys, I'm just embarrassed, bro. I, I'm just embarrassed to just be a fan. I'm just embarrassed to even just to be watching the shit and how just nauseating and how nonsensical everything is. And like I mentioned with these freaking with these television ratings, man, people want to say, Oh, ratings don't matter. Ratings don't do this. Ratings don't do that. Guys, I'm telling you, if people are that fucking intrigued, you can blame the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. It doesn't fucking matter. If people are that intrigued, they will find a way to freaking watch because when you produce bullshit, Right. This bullshit from last night, you are going to get bullshit fucking results and it's well deserved. Thank you guys once again for tuning into another episode of Ruthless Talk. Um, Once again, if you are watching this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we always appreciate you guys always tuning in. Uh, Make sure you guys follow us on our social medias. Uh, Make sure you guys follow us on our Facebook group or join our Facebook group as well as follow us on our Instagram page, as well as our TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. Guys, we are approaching 600 followers on Instagram. Um, So make sure you guys continue to spread the word. Yes, yes, Brian, continue to spread the word. Uh, Continue to smash that follow button. We, we, We produce a lot of content over there. 
So make sure you guys follow that platform. So, yep, we are at 599 followers, guys. So we are just one follower away from hitting that 600 mark on Instagram as well as uh, TikTok. I believe we're now approaching 160, 165 some odd followers over there as well. Again, we produce a lot of content, a lot of fun content for you guys over there. So make sure you follow those platforms as well. There is gonna. This is a busy week of Ruthless Talk, guys. As we have this coming Thursday, we have uh, AW Dynamite and their go-home show uh, for AEW's Double or Nothing, their pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. And of course, like always, we'll try to you know squeeze in a little bit of NXT, talk a little bit about NXT as they're finishing up that women's tournament, uh, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes and that whole feud and everything else in regards to NXT. Uh, there will be no SmackDown review this week as we're going to save all of our chips into one basket. So there's especially also the show being pre-taped and all that jazz. So there will be no, no SmackDown review. So for Saturday, we will be covering uh, uh, WWE's Night of Champions on Saturday for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then on Monday, we will do that AEW and Double or Nothing review as well as talk a little bit briefly about um, NXT Battleground as well. We'll try to do the best we can to try to sprinkle in both as well, because of, of course both of those uh, pay-per-views happen on the very pretty same time frame on the same day. Uh, so we will do uh, the best we can to try to at least talk about pretty much everything that's coming that's coming up this week: Night of Champion, yeah. Battleground, as well as Double or Nothing. Um, so both uh, Battleground and AEW Double or Nothing that will be on Monday's show, and then Saturday is Night of Champions, the good and the bad and the ugly. There's a lot of great content coming up this week. We are very excited to cover it all and make sure you guys stay tuned for all of it. So, Brian, your final words, my man, before we end this. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I'd like to say that I was, uh, you know, <laughs> looking forward to the, you know, these pay-per-views. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, there's some interesting things that, you know, yeah, like how is the KO, you know, the, the tag match is Sammy and Roman and solo. How's that going to shake out? Um, you know, over in AEW, of course you got the, the elite and the BCC. Um, I mean, so th there are some, some things, uh, going on. Um, I just, especially with the WWE, the, the Saudi events <clears throat> never get me excited anyway. I, they're, I, I don't even really consider them pay-per-views there because, yeah. There a a lot of the times just just matches thrown together, uh, you know for name value. You know, oh, this is a name they'll know. This is a name they'll know. You know, and some superstars don't even go over there. It's a it's a whole thing. Like I I just think it's th those shows in particular are are more just money grabs than mm -hmm. storyline wrestling driven. So. Yeah. Um, but either way, man, uh, you know, uh, I'll be watching, I'll be tuning in and, uh, and, and we'll be coming back to talk about it. So yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk all about it. And then some yep. like we usually do on this platform and at least try, we'll try to have fun with it, but we will be here to cover <laughs> all of it. And then some that is going to do it for today's episode. Everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.